Beyond the Ranch with Jay Gunnan from Find the Ranch. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Wrench. I hope everybody had a great week. Uh, I'm going to start off by announcing the winner of our weekly higher or lower game in the Wrenchway mobile app. And uh want to congratulate Rich Moore, who was the, uh, our winner for the higher or lower game. He had a high score of 26. And with that, he won a $100 Amazon gift card. Rich also got a chance to win our Queen of Hearts pot. Unfortunately, did not turn over the Queen of Hearts, so the pot increases to $1,600. That's uh, prize money starting to get back up there again, right? And uh, hopefully one of you turns over that Queen of Hearts here soon and, and wins that money. For this week's podcast, it was uh, it was a fun one. And what it was is uh, my business partner, Mark Wilson, who is the CEO of both Finder Wrench and Wrenchway, uh, came on the show to talk about our latest product launch, which is called reverse job posts. And with reverse job posting, it it is something that's just completely different than what we've been used to and something that I think is really, really revolutionary for the industry. And, and uh, I say that not for a way to kind of pat ourselves on the back, but more of uh, really being able to draw a, attention and awareness to it. Because for a, for a technician, I think it truly changes the game, and I think it it does a lot of the things that we want as a company, and and trying to take the feedback from technicians and turn it into good things, right? And so, reverse job postings does a lot of this, and Mark's going to dive into a great bit of detail on that in this week's episode. So, enjoy the episode. Uh, if you get a chance, go out, get signed up for reverse job postings. If you're a shop or a technician, I think it's well worth your time. And uh, Mark will kind of lead into why that's the case. I hope you enjoy the episode and uh, have a great week. Welcome to Beyond the Wrench. My name is Jay Ganinen, and today I get the pleasure of welcoming my good friend and business partner, Mark Wilson, back to the podcast. How are you, Mark? I am good, Jay. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. We, uh, uh, since the last time we did a podcast, have a lot of really, really cool stuff that we've uh, released. And one of those things is reverse job posting. And I think today our focus is going to be just talking about that and talking about what it is, why it's beneficial to a technician, why it's beneficial to a shop. And not really, like in any podcast we do, we're, we're not overly salesy. It's more just kind of to share a product update uh, and, and share kind of the progress of everything with everybody. So why don't we start with that, Mark? Um, with reverse job posting, can you give us kind of a quick idea of, of what it is? Why is it important yeah. to the industry? Yeah, so first with the what, and then I'll go with the why. Um, Basically, any technician with uh, industry experience or even students coming in into the workforce, uh, they can download our Wrenchway app and then they go in and they can say, hey, I'm looking for a job instead of scrolling through hundreds of openings that are out there. Because let's face it, pretty much every shop or dealership is hiring right now. They basically create a profile and then the shops can come to them. So it's a simple process. They don't need any resumes or anything. We walk them through it step by step. It probably takes about 10 minutes. 
we ask them a series of questions through the app and they just either select the answer. Most of them are just drop downs that they pick. A few of them they type out an answer. So examples would be what locations you'd be willing to work in or looking for a job. Um, how many years experience do you have? What certifications do you have? What you're looking for in your next employer? Um, some things maybe you don't want to do. We've seen a few come in already of people that are pretty far into their career and they're like, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to do Saturdays anymore. If, if I'm going to make a move, that's going to be one thing that's key to me. So just stuff like that. Um, what that does is it builds a profile that we then share with the shops. Everything is anonymous, though. We're not going to ask them and share their name, their contact information, not even where they currently work. So there's really no risk of, you know, your boss seeing it out there and figuring out that you're looking for a new job or anything like that. But once you fill that, if you're a technician, once you fill that profile out, it gets shown to all the shops that match, um, you know, in that location or that type of work you're looking for. And then those shops see that blind profile, again, doesn't have any contact information but they can send you a message and you can have a whole conversation right through the app. Um, you, they still don't know who you are. So you can ask them additional questions. Um, you know, hopefully they address some of the things that you put in your profile and said like the Saturday example, say, yeah, we don't work Saturdays or for your level of experience, we could make that work, but you can ask questions back and forth. And then when you're ready, you can share your contact information, set up a phone interview or a regular interview, whatever the case is. But really we're just, so that's kind of the what. The why is if you're a technician, you're getting bombarded these days. I mean, we have our own recruiting side of the business and our recruiters, I think we're a little more respectful than most, but we're still reaching out to a lot of technicians. Um, a lot of people are on the fence of even starting their job search because it's so overwhelming that there's hundreds, if you're in a city, hundreds of locations hiring. People may not have updated their resumes for a long time. So we're trying to reduce that friction, just make it easier for people to see what's available out there without having to get hounded by recruiters and different people without worrying about their boss finding out they're looking uh, so we we think we came up with a, a pretty good strategy for doing that. It's we always kind of joke if if technology like this was available 20, 30 years ago when job boards online first got prevalent, this is probably how it would have been from the start. You shouldn't just see a post and then apply and hope for the best. You should be able to interact back and forth. And we're just really excited to get it out there from both sides, the shop side and the technician side. So a little rambling there, but uh, probably not my best job of explaining it. But I think if someone's listening to this podcast, they're okay with hearing a little a little extra explanation there. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's been kind of a fascinating evolution from our side too. And just being able to hear from technicians what they think about it and, um, you know, how much easier it makes their life. And, and I, I think that's when you look at it in the animosity or being able being not animosity, but being able to be anonymous uh, is, is the really, really important piece here. Right. And, and being able to showcase your work history and your, your, your real, and being able to showcase work history without sharing who you're working for uh, is, is really cool in my opinion. And I've seen a lot of these reverse job posting from the technician side come in and it does a really good job at, at really painting the picture of who you are without disclosing any personal information, right? 
Yeah, definitely. And that's important. I mean, we've, as recruiters, we've looked at the different job boards and you can download resumes and things like that. And I'm sure that's not what the technician was intending when they first upload their resume to just have it be out there forever. Um, So that is important and not just initially, but like I said, to have that conversation, to not have to take a day off of work or even a couple hours off of work to be able to just message back and forth kind of in an informal setting and find out information from the shop is super important as well. One of the things I've been surprised with as this been live for what, three or four days now, the ones coming in, there's more from experience text than I first thought there would be. And our marketing side is starting to reach out to them just to get user feedback of when you filled out the questionnaire, did this make sense or did the order make sense? Stuff you have to do on the product development side. Um, and we reward people for giving us that feedback, but that helps make the product better. But anyways, what, what I'm seeing in some of that is what we intended. People that don't love where they're at currently, they, they never were going to apply to jobs directly. And now they can post it and say, I already have a job, so I, I'm not you know needing this tomorrow. But here's what I'm looking for. If you're a shop, if you're a dealership that meets that, then I would love to kind of see if it's a fit. And that I think is going to be huge because we always talk about too many people leaving the industry. I think a big reason for that is some of these guys get sick of the place they're at and they end up, instead of going to find a better shop, they they leave the industry altogether um, because they're not treated fairly or things like that. So I think this can help with that of making it not such a burden to look for another job while you're still working at one to just kind of figure this out, have conversations with shops. And then when you feel comfortable, then you move forward. If that makes sense. So how, walk me through how we keep, we keep the database fresh, right? Or why, what is it that from a technician, uh, from their standpoint, do they just put a uh, profile out there and it just stays out there forever? Or how does that work? Yeah, good question. I always leave that out for some reason. And it's one of the most important things. So if I'm a technician, I create a profile, um, it's going to last for 30 days. So if you're a shop looking through these and browsing through the ones that might be fits for you, you know those people are looking right now. One of the questions we ask is, are you actively looking or passively looking? So you'll see that, but you'll also know this wasn't something that was created two years ago or even even three months ago is too long. Um, If you do find something within that 30 days, you can expire it early. Um, so, uh, let's say two, three weeks in, you, you find someone you're happy with, um, you can end it. Uh, but worst case, it's going to be 30 days at the end of 30 days. If you still haven't found anything, you can extend it, but you have to proactively do that. We don't just do it for you. So from the shop's perspective, that was huge for us. I don't want to scroll through stuff. That's so outdated. That person's not looking anymore. The content, like the information is not even relevant. That's a big one. I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that up and, and reminded me of that. Yeah. I, I think that's a really big deal. Um, and I, you know, I, I think from both, both sides of this, it, it makes it a better user experience because if, if you've got a resume out there um, I had actually bought a company called findamechanic.com quite a few years ago. And uh, they had always advertised that they had like, so I had tens of thousands of resumes and all of them were super old. Like they were so outdated. <laughs> like it, it was, there's not a lot of great, great uh, resumes in there. 
Well, even on LinkedIn, I mean, and people, when I talk to other shops, they're, first of all, they're amazed that you can even find technicians on LinkedIn and you definitely can. So that's a topic for another story, but even that, a lot of those profiles, I mean, they get outdated fast. Um, and that's true with all the other job boards as well. So when we set out to build this, that was, I think the most important thing was to keep it anonymous for technicians and to keep it simple for them. But then right behind that was we wanted to make sure none of these were stale and they were fresh and it was people actually looking and not just to build up a marketing number, like you said, to be able to advertise, oh, we have hundred thousand technician resumes or anything like that. We wanted this to be legit ones that are, are active right now in the marketplace. Yeah. I think that's super, super important. Now, one thing I'll ask you is maybe for a, a, a bit of advice from a technician standpoint. And when I say that, when they're putting together their profile, how important is it to be realistic with the information that they put out there, right? And like, when I say that, I think the first thing I think about is compensation and throwing some pie in the sky number out there. I don't know, kind of, maybe if you've got some advice for a technician building a profile uh, in, in regard to that kind of being realistic with it. Um, any any thoughts there? Yeah, we, we put a lot of thought into that. And as you're answering the questions, I mean, we thought through the order of them that each one has a little, it's called a tool tip. Uh, we've all seen in an app, a question mark icon you can quick click on to see some explanation. Um, so we help as much as we can to guide you along. But you're right. You still have to be realistic. You can't just put in there, oh, don't, I'm looking for $300,000 a year or something like that. If you're a shop, you're just going to browse right by that one and move to the next one. So you don't want to sell yourself short, but you also, you know, put a number that's reasonable because that is one of the questions of what you're looking for for pay. It doesn't mean that's the final number and it has to be. You're still going to engage and talk with the shop or dealership. Um, eventually you'll probably still need to do a full, a regular interview. Um, so you have time to cover those things. You just need to get in the ballpark. Um, so when those shops see the the profiles, they at least will reach out to you if, if it might be a fit. And so that's on the compensation side. Most of the questions, um, are pretty simple to answer. Their drop downs are entering in numbers, years of experience, things like that, selecting what certifications you have. But there are, I think, three or four that you type out a description. So my advice for that, and again, we put examples on there, but is to be descriptive. Don't just, okay, let's see how fast I can fill this profile out because then that's not going to help the shop much and they're probably going to skip right by you. Um, but if if you have things that are very important, put them out there, type it out. If you have something that maybe doesn't fit into a years of experience or a certification, but you have some good experience. If you were sitting across the table from someone and you were describing why, you know, you're good at this area or whatever, type that out. Yeah. It might take two extra minutes, but the more information you can give the shops, the better it is. And maybe that extends it from taking 10 minutes to fill out. And now it's 15, but that five extra minutes is well worth it for the shops that will then kind of send you messages. One thing you mentioned there that I think is really cool are the drop downs and the, the options. And maybe if you could give us an example of 
what a, one of the questions is and then what the drop downs are, because I think that the drop downs and, and how, you know, we talk about must have versus nice to have, oh, yeah. or, you know, that kind of thing. I think it's, uh, I, it's really, really easy to understand and it really clearly paints the picture of what you want. Yeah, we tried as we developed it, tried to keep it simple and realize if I was filling this out as a technician, I don't want to type out a novel. So we can't have it's 15 questions total. Not all of them can be a paragraph. Um, so like I said, there's like four or so that you type out answers, but the rest are mostly drop downs or you select from a list or select multiple from a list. So you mentioned the benefits. We list, I think, 10 common benefits and then you just pick must have, nice to have, or not important. So if you um, have a family and health insurance, your significant other doesn't have it and you absolutely need it, then you're going to put must have for that. Conversely, if your significant other does have it and you have a great plan there, you can put you know somewhat important or not important at all. But those are things that are going to help shops and it's real easy for people to select that. Uh, location is another one. You, we integrate with Google Apps or Google Maps for that. So you can say, all right, I'm in Madison, Wisconsin. So I can say anywhere within 25 miles of Madison. But, you know, I'd, I'd also be willing to move to Denver or whatever. So you can add other locations, whether it's a city you type in and you put your radius. You could even put your address and say it's got to be within 25 miles of my specific house because the shop's. All they're going to know is they matched you in terms of the area you're looking for, but we don't show them what areas you were looking for. So no one can see the address you entered in and be like, oh, that's John's house. I know he lives <laughs> there uh, if he works for you. Um, so we tried to think it through very uh, clearly, I guess, on both sides to make it easy for the technician but yet robust enough that when the shops see those profiles, there's enough information there that they can see if this is someone they want to talk to or not. What do you think the impact this will have on the traditional resume? Like, so does a tech still need a resume? Does it, can they use exclusively the, the app or is it kind of a combination of both? I would think they could use the app mostly. Some of the unfortunately bigger companies are kind of stuck in the stone ages. So even if you use the app and then move forward through an interview, they might require you to put in or to create a resume. Um, you honestly could print off the profile that we have and call that your resume. Um, but I think that's the trend it's going. Obviously, LinkedIn 15, 20 years ago kind of started that when you first sign up, it essentially creates your resume for you. Even some of the other job boards like Indeed now, um, they'll kind of walk you through some questions. It's not great, in my opinion, on that side, because they have to cover every single industry where we have the advantage of just making one specific to this industry. Um, but to get back to your question, I think probably 95% of the time you wouldn't need a resume. You could just use the profile that we have here, which is if you look at it on the shop side, I mean, we see what do you think? I don't know. At least 500 resumes a week um, for all the job postings we do. And probably 75% of them aren't great. Yeah. Not, not the people that they represent, just the resumes aren't because people use a old word template or something like that. But again, something that's not designed for this industry and our questions are so tailored to this industry that I would, I would argue that 
the information on our profile is much better for a shop than any resume could be. The one caveat is that of that is, you know how some stuffy corporate environments get where they just have their rule, they need a resume and that's it. But again, I think you could just print off our profile and call it your resume. Yeah. And I, it's funny because I go back to when I was hiring text for myself and rarely I, I would skim through the resume and I, you know, I would spend two minutes looking at the resume and maybe something would stick out there that I'd ask about in the interview. But truly when I got into an interview setting, it was more just about getting to know the person, trying to understand their skill set, and really seeing if it fit what we were looking for. And, um, and so the resume was important because it would tell me kind of the, the highlights of your career. And that's essentially what this does. I mean, it really, you know, even down to the certifications you hold, the ASC certifications you hold, and, and being able to explain maybe factory certifications that you have. Um, you know, I think from, yeah. from a hiring person standpoint, that hits, that hits the high points of what I would look for anyways. Yeah, definitely. And I, I was starting to say, as a person hiring, I've wanted to create my own, you know, fill out these 10 questions, because um, that helps narrow people down. But then on the other side, if you're a technician applying to multiple positions in the traditional world, you're not going to want to fill out company A's unique questionnaire, and then company B's and then company C's. So with us, you fill it out once, and then it works for all the different shops. So it, again, everything we do is try to balance out ease, simplicity for the technician with having enough information for the shop. And I, I think we've hit that balance pretty well with this. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I'm biased, but I, I would agree with that. Um, <laughs> let's shift to the shop side a little bit here. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I think when we went into it, one of my concerns was how do you keep, and not that we don't have a spot for these people, but maybe that person that it's unrealistic that they're going to work in the U.S. just because of everything that, you know, maybe they're putting an application in constantly. We see it on the recruiting side uh, quite a bit. But how do you kind of control that piece so that when when you're looking out there and, you know, somebody says that they'll work anywhere in the U.S., but they're not eligible and they wouldn't be for a long time, uh, how, right. how do you control that? Yeah. So first, this is just USA, U.S.-based right now. I mean, hopefully down the road we'll add probably Canada first and then expand over time, but it, it is just for the U S right now. Um, there's no hundred percent way to prevent it. If people lie or anything like that, but the very first question is, are you, are you able to work in the U S yes or no? And if you hit no, we have a kind of a nice message. Sorry, this is currently only in the U S things like that, but it ends there. We don't even walk them through the rest of the questionnaire. Um, so that should catch most of them. And then what, Later in the questionnaire, you asked or you get asked what locations you're willing to work, and it only allows for U.S. ones there too. But that first question of making it very clear that you have to be eligible to work in the U.S. for this to work, um, we'll see in practice if that works. I'm sure a few will slip through if they just answer yes and then hope, oh, maybe they'll somehow not notice. I don't know what your incentive as someone filling that out would be, but. I'm sure there'll be a couple that slip through, but I, I think the vast majority will get taken care of with just that simple first question. All right. So now that we're through that piece, if I'm a shop and in, in putting myself in the, in the shoes of a shop owner or a, a manager right now, one of my concerns is that 
I'm not going to be able to stick out to these people. Right. And that I'm not like they're they're If they've got a bunch of shops trying to line up to talk to them and they're applying to talk to them. Um, how, how does a shop stand out? Yeah. First thing is actually read their profile and address the stuff they put in there. I think one of the cool things we ask that's probably not included on a resume on a resume. If you're a technician, you're selling yourself, um, with this, we ask some questions of things you don't want. So it, letting shops know if you can't work Saturdays or certain things. I saw a few come in in these early days. One specifically jumps in my mind. Of, I think the guy had 25 or 30 years experience and he said, only or on dealerships, please don't apply unless you're unlike any dealership I've ever worked for. And he listed <laughs> a couple of reasons. But And again, it's probably not fair to lump all dealerships in that category, but the most important thing is to read the profile they put in there and address any concerns they might have. And it's like talking to anybody, um, like they, they took some time to type that out, respect that they did that and answer their questions they have or address the things they're looking for. So that's number one. Number two, I guess, would be don't just be lazy and say, Hey, we offer a great work environment. Here's a link to our website and that's it. Make it personalized. Um, talk. You're trying to sell them. You might not like it, but technicians have the power right now and they can be selective. Um, I always tell people, and I said it earlier in this conversation of think of if that person was sitting across the table from you and what you would say and how you would try to sell yourself, sell your shop uh, to that person. Do that same thing when you first send them a message on here, because it is going to be very competitive. That's the whole point of it. Um, But there are ways, whatever it is, whatever that thing, when you talk to a technician in person and you know they could get a job easily at 10 other places, there has to be something that you tell them today of why you should work for me instead of those 10 other places. Do that same thing when you're sending a message through this, this application. And one of the the questions that I've got is how much time does it take from a a shop manager's standpoint to do this? And, and maybe this question is more geared to uh, those folks that don't have an HR department and, you know, they're, they're battling the daily fires and and trying to to get through their day. And they're like, Oh my goodness, this is the last thing I have time to do. How how, uh, give me an idea of like how much time it would typically take for a shop to, to reach out to a, a tech. Yeah. So first, I mean, it's going to take us a little while to build this up. It is new. Um, So at first you probably won't see a ton because you're not seeing our whole database. Again, you're only seeing the ones that are a match in your area and we think might be a fit for you. Um, So the ones that do come through, you see their profile. Um, It's about a page. So it's kind of like a resume, like we were saying before, but better. I don't know, skimming through that a minute at most. And then deciding not do I want to hire them because you still have to have a whole conversation, but do I want to at least reach out to them? I would say it takes two or three minutes um, to to do that process per technician. Now you can get creative or maybe you have to check with your HR or something like that on a couple here and there of if the person said must have his health insurance and you guys don't have it, well, I'd probably either skip that one or see if you guys, if you're a smaller chef could come up with something else. Um, so probably a couple minutes at most as we grow this and hopefully in your area, there's a lot of technicians available. 
we will add more filters and things like that. So you can filter it by only X number of years experience or only these certifications. Right now you do have to scan that, but visually we make it pretty simple to do that. Uh, and that'll be a good problem to have when your specific shop has so many technicians that it's overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we all pray for that day. And if I'm a shop, I definitely pray for that day as well. Yeah, I think that's, and you know, covering everything we did at the the top of the podcast with the the technician benefit, I I do think there's a lot of draw to this for a technician in general. um, And that, you know, should create population as we build it and as we go. So that, that is, uh, that is pretty cool. Now, from a shop manager standpoint, do I have to go out and check the, uh, do I have to go out and check the my database every day or how do I get notified that that somebody has come into my area? Yeah. So first let's step back and say for shops to sign up what they do. Yeah. This yeah. is free. Um, there will always be a free version, but there's a paid version as well. So our top shops program, which you can go to our site um, to see everything included in that, that's 150 bucks a month for unlimited access to this plus everything else we have for top shops. Uh, but then we have a free version um, right now for the first couple months, everything with reverse job posts is free for everybody. Um, so if I'm a shop, I can message and see all the technicians that are out there in my area. Um, so I definitely would encourage everyone to sign up. Just go to wrenchway.com. Uh, you'll, you'll see the area where you can sign up your shop. Eventually, that free version will let you browse the profiles that are out there but you'll essentially pay for credits um, to be able to message people. We're still a business. We have to, you know, pay our light bill, pay our salaries, things like that. Um, But that again, it's only paying for the ones that you think are a fit. So I've yet to find anyone that that doesn't think that's a good deal, especially in this environment. Now, once you're signed up, um, you get alerted. So you'll get an email every time a technician that's in your area that fits what you're looking for enters into our system. You'll see in the email a little snapshot, not their full profile, but the top like four or five questions. Um, And then you can log in and message them if you want to or discard it if you're not interested. As that gets um, populated more, if you're getting a ton of emails, that means there's a ton of technicians in your area looking you can definitely turn those emails off and then maybe once or twice a week, just pop in there and check it out. Uh, But yeah, you definitely get a a notification, not only each time um, someone new comes in, but if you had messaged someone, when they respond and message you back, you'll get a notification there as well. Yeah. And that, that takes a lot of the time and guesswork out of it. If you're, if you're worried about responding to somebody uh, and just, if you can keep an eye on your emails that uh, will make your life much, much easier. Now, does a shop do the same thing as a technician in terms of setting the geographic area around uh, what they want to search for, or how does that work? No, it's based on their physical location. Um, Or we have a few mobile shops, so then we have kind of a radius that they cover, same radius they'd cover for customers, but let's focus on the ones with the physical area for now. So basically just put in their address and then then their shop type, so whether they're auto, diesel, or heavy equipment and then a collision as well. Um, So then based on that criteria, we match it up. Um, So the address is very important. If you're somewhere that has multiple locations, we're going to want to add each of your locations in there. Um, It's one login, super easy to do. We can walk you through all of that if you do have multiple areas. 
But yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to say to a shop, show me technicians that are willing to work in this hundred mile radius because it's more important to do that on the technician side. So the shops just need to put their address. And then if that address matches up with an area that the technician said they'd work in, then that's one of the steps we have to uh, match the two. All right. So a shop uh, one, I I should ask, how how does somebody sign up for this? If you're a shop? Yeah. Well, let's go through both. So if you're a shop, yeah, go to Wrenchway. Um, there's a reverse job post section under the products. Uh, there's a form you fill out. And then uh, basically it's going to ask you your name, the contact person, and your address. Uh, we do review those and verify a few things. So it might take a half a day or one business day at most to get that verified. And then you'll, you'll be signed up for that free version. So that's very simple. Um, just go to the website, fill out the form. Uh, you don't need the mobile app or anything. Everything you're going to log into for the shop is going to be through Wrenchway on, on the browser. I mean, so that's the shop. On the technician side, everything is through our mobile app. Um, so just go out to either the App Store for Apple or the Google Play Store. Download the app. It's free. Um, it'll walk you through everything, how to do it. It's very user-friendly. In addition to the reverse job post, you still have everything else in our app, which includes answering some survey questions for us and you can win some cool prizes. Um, I think the pot for one of ours is up to like 1500 bucks mm-hmm. or something now, I guess I haven't looked in a while, but yeah, very easy and free for both sides. It's kind of like, well, I, I don't know if this fits for how to sign up, but the whole concept is kind of like um, almost like a dating app, but for <laughs> shops and uh, technicians where uh, we use our kind of algorithms and things like that to match them up, but each side creates a profile um, and then once we match them up, you know, we're not playing matchmaker after that. You two have to talk to each other and see if it's a fit, but we'll at least uh, make that first step easier for you to start those conversations. Somebody had, uh, when we announced this at our one year anniversary event, somebody had put in the comments that it was Tinder for technicians. And, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> thought that was, uh, it, it kind of is. And yeah. Yeah. I, at first I was like, I don't know. That sounds weird, <laughs> but the concept is pretty simple. Uh, or pretty similar, I should say. Yeah. Um, so one thing I'll I'll mention to those uh, that have the Wrenchway app right now, and they're not seeing it on the app, you need to go in and, and update your app uh, because that's one thing. Um, I, I was I was looking at it just to make sure that if you're not seeing it on the app, just go back out and update it, and you'll uh, you'll see everything that's out there. Yep. The latest version got approved for both of this app stores, I think Thursday of last week. Well, I don't know when this podcast will air, but <laughs> <laughs> around July 7th or 8th, it got approved. Perfect. Uh, what else, what else do we need to talk about in regard to the, the, the launch? I mean, it's been, it's been a lot of fun uh, being able to watch you work your magic on, on uh, kind of putting this whole thing together and, uh, and being able to see where the benefit is and for the, for the technician. Right. And I think being able to make the the user experience for a technician easier is kind of at the forefront of this whole thing. Right. Because that's, that's ultimately, we want to make their lives easier and not get them thrown under the bus if they might be looking for a job. Um, Is there anything that you would add to that as far as what uh, maybe that went into the building of it and the thought process of how we built it? 
Yeah, everything we do, we keep in mind user experience on all sides. So we were very deliberate on the questions we ask, the order we ask them. That doesn't mean three months from now we might add a question or tweak the wording or something like that. When you get into the wild, you're going. we're going to learn a lot more than we ever could have done in our own testing. Um, but so far, the reaction has been really good and positive of how simple it is. Um, again, it's a first version, so there's little things we'll be adding um, on both sides for the shops and the technicians as it progresses along. But I don't know. I think I think for what we set to accomplish of keeping it simple, but yet robust enough that a shop can scroll through those and know if that's someone they want to talk to. I think we kind of hit that balance pretty well, not to pat ourselves on the back. It, it, even though it looks like a pretty simple feature, there's a lot that goes into this and being extra, extra careful that, you know, we promote so much that this is anonymous and we're not going to have uh, contact information or stuff like that shared double, triple checking, like uh, putting extra controls in where that can never happen is hugely important as well, since that is what we're promoting so much. But the dev team, the designers did a great job on it. We had some internal uh, family issues with some of our key people that we don't need to go through here, but it was a struggling time for sure. And, And kudos to them for still meeting our deadlines. And of course, that family stuff comes way before, especially the ones we were dealing with way before getting a product out there. But uh, we, we made it. We uh, had some sleepless nights, I guess, but uh, <laughs> we, we got it out there um, and, and we're proud of it so far. That being said, there's an old thing in software development. I think it was actually, I think it was the founder of LinkedIn that create, said it. But if you look back a year from now at your first version and you're not embarrassed, it means you waited too long to launch even though we're all feeling really good about our product right now. And I don't think I'll be embarrassed a year from now. I'm sure over the next year we'll add new features and maybe things will look a little different or we'll learn a lot from user experiences that will probably be like, Ooh, that was a little cringy that part. <laughs> um, but I, I would bet anything that if people look at it for the first time now, they like what they see and are able to figure it out with, really no instruction from us on how to do it. And I think that is the mark of a good product if it's intuitive enough that anyone can pick it up and, and figure it out pretty easily. Well, I think that speaks to the importance of some of the Wrenchway Insiders questions that we have as well. Some of that surveying that we do through the app is really important. And I would encourage those technicians that are out there listening, fill those out, not just for the prizes, but really what we do with that content is we turn around or aggregate the data, turn that around and try to help educate the industry. It's no different from our end here. If if there's something about the app that we could improve or that you would like to see, uh, make sure you give us that feedback because I think that's, that's really, really critical. We want to make your life easier, right? So the more feedback we can get from you, uh, the more that we can hopefully incorporate some of that stuff. So I uh, just want to give a shout out to our insiders there. A lot of their feedback kind of went into what, uh, what was built here. And, um, you know, I think that's yeah, not just for this product, but yeah. everything else we do too, that, that feedback is huge. Um, so keep that coming. We try to make that easy too, where it takes you 30 seconds to answer a question, um, every week or so. Uh, but that is huge as well. Yeah, definitely. Good. Yeah, all in all, I think we're we've covered reverse job postings, and and I think 
Um, initial feedback has been great from everybody I've talked to. I, uh, you know, again, not to pat ourselves on the back, but I think this is a tool that makes both sides' lives easier. And at the end of the day, that's what that's what this business is all about: is trying to uh, make those lives easier of the people that we're we're trying to help. So, um, any last words, Mark, before we we hop off the podcast? No, I guess I would just, if you're a shop listening to this, encourage you to get signed up. It's free. Um, definitely give us feedback. Be patient, though. It will take us some time to build up a, a ton of technicians, even though already more are coming through than than I was kind of hoping for. <laughs> um, then what, that's a good thing. Uh, if you're a technician, same thing. Download the app. Give it a try. Even if you're passively looking, there's a question for that. So state that and then let us know. Um, how it works for you. If any parts are confusing or anything like that, any first product launch, it's like gold to get feedback from either side. So uh, we will be, I guess, be patient on that end too, where if you're a technician, you fill it out, you're probably going to get an email from our our marketing team. Your info will never be shared, but we're going to ask for feedback on when you filled out the questionnaire, did this make sense? And a couple questions like that, but that only, you can ignore it if you want but that only makes the product better. So I would encourage you and, and kind of plead with you to please fill those out. It helps us make the product even better. Well, that's well, all I have though. Well, thank you. Thanks to our entire dev team that worked uh, a bunch of hours. Uh, I, you know, we've, we've got a really, really talented team and it's fun to watch them go through a project like this and, and, uh, you know, Mark, you're kind of the orchestrator of everything and, and keeping everything in line. So uh, kudos to, to you and, and um, to that dev team and, and the designers and everything, everything that went into it, as Mark mentioned, it's not as simple as it looks. And I'm probably, yeah. I, I've learned as much as anybody throughout this process in terms of, Hey, let's put a button here. And oh well, it doesn't. It's not just throwing a button up there. There's a bunch of other stuff that goes into it. So, um, I uh, it's it's really cool to see that. Really cool to see all of this to come together. And and uh, looking forward to seeing the benefit that the technicians and the shops get out of it. I think there's a there's a lot of benefit to be had. So, uh, thanks for joining again, Mark. And uh, it'll probably be we'll have you back on here. I'm sure sometime soon. Yeah, next thing we're, uh, I'll tease it a little at the end, we're adding more <laughs> tools for schools, for tech schools, partly with reverse job posts, partly with some other things we do. So my guess is in a couple months, that'll be uh, the next time I'm on to go through some of that stuff. It's all related, but um, yeah, I'm excited to get going on that too. Hell of a teaser. That'll be a hell of a podcast. Uh, look forward <laughs> to that. So thank you, Mark. All right. Have a good one. Thank you.